Mr. Mystery Guest. Are you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Unless you want to open a front door for me. But you have me at a loss. You know my name, but who are you? Just another American who saw too many movies as a child. Another orphan of a bankrupt culture who thinks he's John Wayne, Rambo, Marshall Dillon. I was always kind of partial to Roy Rogers, actually. I really like those sequined shirts. Do you really think you have a chance against us, Mr. Cowboy? Transmission will start in five seconds from now. Five, four, three, two, one, hit. Welcome to Waffle Arm Podcast. My name is Simon Meddings. And I'm Mark C. Kelly. And Merry Christmas, everybody. And a Happy New Year. You look at you got a Christmas jumper. Kind of like it's a not jumper. a Christmas jumper. You haven't got a lobby Christmas jumper. No, it's not. Mine's yeah. an Italian jumper that happens to be worn at Christmas. Oh, it's very nice. <laughs> very nice. Uh, yeah, so Merry Christmas. Happy New Year to everybody. Uh, Cal, uh, we're going to talk about a film in a moment, but uh, we're once again, uh, as is our right, we're changing our format slightly, are we not? We are mainly like every now and every now and again. I have a flip out and say I don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> then it's about half an hour later, it comes back saying, "Well, what's the matter?" And I was just saying, and you sort of agreed with it as well, didn't we? Mm-hmm. We talk about this stuff. We talk about every year it happens. It gets sort of taken away from us with our mm-hmm. own fault yeah. by not doing stuff that we like and doing things <laughs> that other people like that we don't like. Yeah. And I'm afraid, like you see, we love TV, but we've sort of done our best stuff. Yeah. Right. When it comes to new stuff. We watch very different stuff now, so we can't really do about that. So we both love, but we still love these films. Mm. And I said, we're getting into the TV things where we're getting into, we were really scraping the barrel, weren't we, of what to do now. We're struggling, really. I think we've only got... There's still got, classic ones we're going to yeah, do. Yeah, there's still a couple that we really want to do. Big Reeves, we'll Big Reeves, The Office. Yeah, that's it. There's like, but, not, but not stuff like Last of the Summer Wine. No. Or we're getting into the half Art Mom. And, <laughs> so, you know, we didn't watch it. We didn't, did we? I've been served. We didn't watch it, did we? No. On the buses. Well, you know, we, we liked the films film. and that, but we didn't really like the, the TV series, did we? It reminds me too much about it, mate, anyway. So. <laughs> so that's what it was all about, wasn't it? Let's just go into stuff that we really like, that we're really passionate about. Classic, well, not necessarily just classic films, just films that we see as classics. Yeah. Not classics per se, it's not like, you know. Or, you know, it's not like yeah, three, three colours. Yeah, it's not, but no, it's no, films no. that we think no, are Like, what we're doing now. Exactly, yeah. I mean, we're going to do films that we've, one, we've grown up with, two, right. films that we love that, that were made well before we were born, from the 40s, 30s, silence, uh, classics that everyone will know. In fact, I think everybody will know the films we're going to talk about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but we'll, we'll, we'll be throwing in stuff like Italian horror, like Dario yeah. Argentina. Yeah, but there's uh, no... German th- yeah, horror. But there's no... There's none of this... Guilty pleasures. No, we love this 
things. We we're also going to be doing stuff where there's a film that you really like, like what we did with Apocalypse Now. Yeah, yeah. That I don't like, or vice versa, really, because mm-hmm. it adds a little bit of that. Like I said, I think, like I said, when I read the reviews, a lot of people really like that podcast, didn't they? Yeah, and the thing because is, it was a conversation. It was a conversation, and I think that's what people like about Waffle On is the fact that because we waffle on, and that's the whole point of it. You wouldn't have it for facts, would you? <laughs> Not really, no. No, you wouldn't, wouldn't fact check this part. Fact, <laughs> yeah, no, please don't. Um, but of course, as well, I have already put this announcement up on Facebook and got quite a good reaction to it, really. So, especially when I, I, like, I mentioned something uh, like, what did I say? We was going to do um, like Ealing comedies. Yeah, well, you love like, sellers, Terry Thomas and all that. And, that, you know, that's my kind of thing. That's that your wagon in that world. And I, I can't wait to do School for Scandals. I yeah. love that, I so love yeah. that. But Cal, what are we doing today? We are doing... Christmas film. <laughs> I think it's my... I, I, I was about this, is it my favourite Christmas film? I don't think it is your favourite No, my favourite film's Home Alone, isn't mm. it? So, um, it's my second favourite Christmas film. It is the masterpiece that is Die Hard. Indeed. And Cal, what do we do before we talk about it? You usually do something, but today you're playing the trailer. It's Christmas Eve in LA. California. <laughs> Well, we'll see what Santa and Mommy can do, okay? And New York cop John McLean has come to see his wife. I missed you. Instead, he's going to have to save her. Sit down. Within this skyscraper high above the city, 12 terrorists have declared war. They're about to be taught a lesson in the real use of power. There is brilliant because I am interested in the six hundred and forty million dollars in your vault. As they are ruthless. But I'm telling you, you're just gonna have to kill me. Okay. We do it the hard way. Now, the last thing McLean wants. Think, damn it, think, is to be a hero. Where's Holly? Where? But he doesn't have a choice. What does he think he's doing? have already killed one hostage. This channel is reserved for emergency calls only. Lady, we sound like a board of pieces! He's inside? Who is he? Who are you then? You have lost troublesome for a security guard. Sorry, wrong guess, huh? Would you like to go for double jeopardy? Do you really think you have a chance against us, Mr. Cowboy? Yippee guy, mother... Trailer there for 
Die Hard. Now, we are going to uh, throw on a song. It's kind of like a tribute rock song uh, to do Die Hard, which I found accidentally yesterday. Oh, so I, I, I really want to hear this. Yeah, so you, you're going to get to hear it at the very end of the podcast once we've played the promos and we've played the all the goblin that goes on the end. So, of course, if you are a hardcore listener and you get to the end of that, a bit like the Avengers, if you <laughs> remember, uh, then you'll get to that. So, um, first of all, though, Cal, before we talk uh, about... I can tell by that look <laughs> on his face, we've got a certain we correspondence. Do, we do. It wouldn't be Christmas, Cal, without a Christmas email. As you said, there's a Christmas message. From our very own friendly, Alf Robert K. Hey. Happy Christmas, Waffles. How are you in the... <laughs> How are you in the Mad Dog Face Kelly man? <laughs> He's definitely Mad Dog Face. What? And he sounds like a penguin with that voice. What the hell? Lick a penguin? Do you lick the little penguin with the girlfriend penguin? But then they are toys. Makes me cry, Waffles. What has you asked the Santa man for, Waffles? I licks die hard. I likes when he has no shoes, but has a bear. And I licks it when he says, yippee Katie mother, Katie motherfucker. <laughs> I see his dog, but he was dressed as elf, Waffle. How's that? Anyway, Waffles, excited for episode... I see the gypsy who used to be the girlfriend and she was with a new man. Made me sad, Waffles. Goosey tries to set me up with his cousin, Waffles, but she's only got one foot and one does not like that. So I went to the bowling alley and does good. I got three strikes. I got long fingers and that helps. It was good and Christmassy, but when I picked my shoes up, someone had pissed in them. So that was Bob K. got say, Bob K, send us a picture in what you look like. Yeah. I'm desperate to know what you look like. I hope he has a better year. Because he hasn't had a great year, has he? Really? really, this year. What age group do you think he is? It's hard to say, isn't it? 45. You reckon? I reckon he's older than us. <laughs> and I reckon he's a professor at some university. It's like, is it like the Bob Brummies from Alan Partridge? Yeah. It's like that. <laughs> that, or, that or he's somebody we know. Someone messing about. Could be. But then again, I've checked the email, so... I don't know, Bob K. I want to see what you look like. Oh, are you on our Facebook page? Because mm. we do have a lot of people on Facebook. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not going to go through everyone's profile picture to see if you. Oh no, that is a bit. You get into the same obsessive, but no, yeah, don't want to stalk him. So uh, now, obviously, uh, Die Hard. We think of this as a Christmas film, although not released at Christmas. Of course, it was released on July the fifteenth, nineteen eighty-eight. So but it was always on the Christmas with us going up, wasn't it? It is, yeah, and also because it's the fact it's a, it's, a, it's set at Christmas Eve. So I think that's the reason why it was directed by John McTiernan. Produced by Lawrence Gordon and Joel Silver, and the screenplay was by Stephen E. D'Souza and Jeff Stewart. Of course, it was released in the United States. Budget of 28 million. So that's great, 28 million. 28 million, but made 140 Because it weren't even that weren't a lot then, was it? 28 no, million. No. So here, I'm going to go through the, uh, the cast here. I, there's no information, it's just who they are. Uh, first of all, John McClain, played by Walter Bruce Willis. Walter? Yeah. Right. Where's, where's Walter Where's Walter Willis from? Uh, now, is it the boardwalk? Hey! hey, hey. <laughs> Under the boardwalk. <laughs> um, yeah, you should have played that, yeah. Oh, you should have hey, brought yeah, Bruno. I love that album. <laughs> yeah, I'm, not, I, I'm not sorry about it. I love no, no, the Return yeah. of Bruno album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially Secret Agent, man. Yeah, yeah. Secret Agent. You should have put it. You're going to put it out. You're going to put it Anyway, uh, I think, where, where's he from? Now, he's smart. And so is he from, is he from New York? No. Oh. He's not American. Canadian? No, not Canadian either. Where's he from then? Although, theoretically, he's because he's born on an army base. 
Oh, is he one like that? Is he? Yeah. Is he German? He is German. Oh, he's German. Yeah, yeah. born in Ida Osterstein in West Germany. Uh, currently lives in uh, Los Angeles. But was married to Demi Moore and now married to Emma Henning. Five children. Mm, How old is he now then? He was born March 19th, 1955. So uh, just coming up towards next year, he'll be 60. Bloody so, hell. Which is mad when you think about it, isn't it? The yeah, and that is because he's as young as being as in. Moonlighting. Moonlighting yeah. and being young, the young yeah. pretender. Which, which, of course, he filmed, He was filming Moonlighting in the day and filming Die Hard on the night. That's which crazy. Which is why he was quite exhausted during the film. Well, you think about it, that must have been a big risk, though, for a studio to pick someone to do such a different film. Now it's quite common to see people who don't look like action heroes mm-hmm. playing action. I know he's all buffed up now, but then he wasn't like that then, was he? Nah. And he had hair. And he had hair, and he, he weren't so... Miserable? Not miserable. And he, he, he acted then. Mm-hmm. I like, you know, I'm a big Bruce Willis fan, but he cruises through films, doesn't he? He does a bit, really. I mean, I, I, he, did, he got a bit of a bad rap with the Kevin Smith film, didn't he? Uh, Cop Out? Was Cop Out, yeah. He's got a bit of a bad rap for that, but I've not seen it. Well, he's supposed to be the bloke that, isn't he supposed to one don't look him in the eyes? That's supposedly that, isn't it? Yeah, don't I don't know how true that is. If someone said that to me, I'd turn and say, fuck off. I mean, but, but look at me again, look what Vicky Gervais did. You know, I mean, you, you know, he turned around on the Golden Globes, he turned around and says, ladies and gentlemen, Ashton Kutcher's dad, Bruce Willis. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and he's just there smiling at him. Yeah. You know, he's probably, he's got a But I mean, I, I first saw Bruce Willis in, um, in Moon, I think he was Moonlighting, but I, I, then I saw him in um, Shatter, Shatterday that we talked about on the That's the thing I first remember in yeah, Shatterday. It was, it was Moonlighting. Which I, I wasn't a bit Moonlighting. in Europe, so I didn't watch Moonlighting. Moonlighting. Yeah, so, yeah. Although saying that though, I've got the first two series of Moonlighting and I haven't got the other three. And it, I just haven't got around to buy it and it probably says something really. It sort of did fit, and he went into it, it went really strange towards it as well. He went into like, that scenario where it was like an in-joke of being in a TV studio, yeah. which is fine, I think, but... Uh, it's really weird because I'm sitting opposite your, wi- your window and I can see myself talking <laughs> really, really, really off I don't want to see myself. <laughs> um, but yeah, and because he, uh, he, he worked with Civil Shepherd, who apparently taught Elvis to do all the sex. Came out. Did you know that? No, no. Civil Shepherd was a hot woman. She was a really hot woman, weren't she? She was not too bad, no. Really. Well, she was a man, you know, I mean, ta- taxi drivers where's the first thing I... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the Willis. They had two albums out as well, I believe. Return of Bruno, and there was another one which I didn't get. Mm. I don't remember that one, but I don't remember the video. He did it the singing the one with the four tops, weren't they? That was it, yeah. 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 He was yeah. all singing, dancing, then, weren't they? And smirking. Smirking, yeah. Never smirk. What was that? It's a wing. Oh, my. <laughs> uh, Hans Gruber, played by Alan Sidney Patrick Rickman, who That's is it. 68. What? Yeah. It's cancel Christmas. <laughs> He's so good, isn't he? Yeah, twenty first of February nine forty six. Born um, to a working class family in Hammersmith, London. A working class actor in a, in a British working class actor. That's a rarity these days. There's some great films. This was his actually his first cinematic role, not his first TV role. He'd done TV movies, but this was his first cinematic. Was I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, Alan He's got an amazing voice there. He's supposed to be a really nice bloke in real life. He has, he right had, laugh, isn't he? He, he was, uh, apparently he was like an absolute ball on the Harry Potter sets and stuff like that. And I think he really enjoyed playing uh, Renner Riven Galactic. Oh, you know, yeah, yeah. What's the thing he had over it? I don't know that. I can't remember the quote from him. Yeah. yeah. But he's a brilliant, he's a brilliant actor. And he actually did that um, film as well. It was like a ghost story as well, wasn't it? He does, he's done, done loads, has he? Isn't that? No. He's but his thing is classic role. He's, he's Robin Hood, isn't he? Mm. He's amazing in that Robin Been married role. to the same woman since 1965. That's not too rare, what you do. So, here we go. Um, there's a, I'm just, I want to go back to this. No, I'm going to do this one now. Uh, Carl the Henchman, 
you know the henchman who gets killed at the end yeah yeah yeah, the man, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he was Alexander Borsovic Godunov born November 29, 1949 in Russia he died uh, I think it was due to complications from hepatitis only at the age of 45 bloody hell I know I know but he was his occupation was a ballet dancer they are really good henchmen in this film as well, oh, that's well, well I've got a good fact for you in a minute well, I've got a good fact for you in a minute Harry Ellis who was heart, played by Hart Botchner he's the one who goes uh, Hans Booby oh, yeah. the really annoying guy yeah, yeah. he was also in Supergirl played the love interest in Supergirl he was the gardener he gets, yeah, caught, yeah. gets picked up by the yeah, yeah you're right there you're yeah. right yeah. Uh, he was born uh, born October 1955 in Canada Holly Janeiro uh, Bonnie Madeline Culkin, uh, no relation, I don't think, to uh, Macaulay. Uh, she's 66 now. Uh, Bruce Willis actually suggested her for the role. Oh. Uh, Sergeant Powell, everyone's favourite Sergeant Powell, yeah, Reginald Val Johnson, uh, he's now 62. Um, of course, Thornburg the reporter, who played Peck in Ghostbusters. Uh, yeah, 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 he was yeah. a douche in that. Yeah, 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 he's yeah. a douche in this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Bless him. Uh, good actor, though. Uh, no. No, 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 no. What is the connection between this film and Ghostbusters 2? One of the henchmen played the bad guy in the painting. Uh, yeah, and his yeah, name yeah, yeah, is yeah. Wilhelm von Homburg, born Norbert Group on August the 24th, He died March 10th, 2004. I'm going to read this little thing. Outside Germany, better known by his stage name, Wilhelm von Homburg, was a German wrestler, oh. boxer, and actor, most notably known as Vigo the Carpenter in Ghostbusters 2. And he, when you look at him, but he, there's people, if you look his name up on the internet, he's so well known in Germany. Mm. And he's got such a really weird looking face, apparently a bit of a pinup. But when you look at him, you think, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, no, he's amazing. Another German, another Twitter thing. The connection between this film and the James Bond film, The Living Daylights. Oh, bloody hell, The Living Daylights. I mean, it's, sort of, it's the one Bond film I don't know that well. Um, he's, living, he's Living Daylights, the one where they've got the gem, where the American general bloke is. I'm going to cello. Ah. Yep. yep. I don't know then. What is he? Remember the guy who blows up the MI6 country house with the milk bottles for the window. That's an amazing And bit. then he kills the uh, uh, Bond's mate in the secure doors. And he speaks with him, Oi, God, now, a bit of milk! Oi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he's singing that Grace Jones song. That's the guy who gets killed on the stairs. Uh, he goes, you're the policeman. Policemen have procedure. That's him. Good, That's him. Huh? That is an amazing scene in jazz, by the way. It's a brilliant scene. Yeah, that was Andreas Winemski, mm-hmm. and a German actor, and also another former dancer. He was also in the Mission Impossible films, and later in the, the latest Mission Impossible films, playing the same role. Uh, he now owns a Buddhist centre in uh, London, I believe. Oh, yeah. There you go. So, back on to the film. Uh, Die Hard is based on Nothing Lasts Forever, the sequel to um, Thorpe's 1966 novel, The Detective, which starred. The Detective? Yeah. Is it Frank Sinatra? It is Frank Sinatra, mm. which is why Sinatra was contractually obliged to be offered the role. Weirdly, I saw a n- I thought that mm. in my head for years, and I thought I'd made it up. <laughs> I thought I'd made it up. I'd heard that before because I love Frank Sinatra, as you know, and I love Frank Sinatra. And I, 
I didn't know that was the same thing, though. Yeah, yeah. That's really interesting. I never saw that film. It's, it's a great, great film. And the story, actually, of, of that book is very similar to it. There's some name changes and stuff, and uh, they're not ter- they're terrorists in the book, as, as the director wanted to change it. So, um, before we go to the trivia, Cal, your thoughts on Die Hard? Well, oh, I love it. <laughs> Why? Did you I, see I, the cinema? I'm only joking. No, no, no. I don't know, really, I think. Because at the time, like, we were, you know... I love to be highbrow now, I'm really into deep theater, film and all that, but when it comes down to it, in the 80s, I loved Schwarzenegger and Stallone, right? Yeah. They're the films I loved. But I used to always be a little bloke thinking, oh God, you know, I'm never going to be able to do that. Mm. Then you saw Bruce Willis. Yeah. Now, like I said, it's a common thing now to have someone like Liam Neeson or yeah, yeah, yeah. who don't look like a, you yeah, know, Matt Damon. Man. We've had all that. But not before that. Well, not not before that, was it? To me, that was the first time I thought, even though he's turned into that big hulking. Mm. Then, he, like I said, he wasn't like that. He was a bit little. He was, yeah. he was quite funny. He was just he a wasn't tough, tough. A New York He wasn't, you never thought of him as tough. Mm. I know Die Hard, with event. I like all the Die Hard films, but that's one. And he, become, and he become tougher and tougher and tougher, yeah. didn't he? But in this one, he wasn't that tough, was he? He was just like, he'd use his wits to get out of mm. things, didn't he? Mm. He couldn't beat anyone up particularly. Well, well no. I, I think the, the fight on the staircase, it's just look that he breaks the, breaks the guys. Yeah, yeah but he, you know, he could always think his way out of things. And that was the first time I remember being a kid watching that thinking, oh, well, this is brilliant. And it had proper... Um, I like a film with it's uh, just got a really simple story. Mm. Uh, you know, I don't like meandering stories. I know that's having a lot of patterns now. But with this, <laughs> it's such a simple story, isn't it? Mm. People are in there to rob some money and get out, and he's in there, and mm. he fights back. And that, I just love the simplicity of it. It's funny. Mm. That's why, and I mean, and genuinely, he's funny. Because as well, that I mean, you, you think about it. That throughout the whole film, he genuinely talks to himself. Yeah, yeah, it's like a monologue, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's virtually just his own monologue all the way through. And even the opening, when you see him on the plane, you see yeah. him and that guy and he's talking to his feet, and he stands up, and he's got because he's got a gun. So this is the time where you can carry guns on planes, you can smoke in airports, you can, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, all this kind of stuff that you could do in the eighties and everything like that. But even then, it's sort of like, you know, it, it's, it's really well wrote as well. It starts off where it tells you who the guy is. It's all right, I'm a cop, you know, because he's got a gun on there. Uh, and he's obviously sees his wife, find out they're obviously divorced because, you know, she's got a maiden name and everything. And as you say, the comedy all the way through it is, and the action is... He's, oh, yeah, but I like that thing, like you're saying, he's constantly, that, he's constantly babbling to himself. Mm. Come on. You know, he's never, he don't think he's brilliant. No. That's the thing as well, like, you know, Stallone and so they always thought they were brilliant, they were going to win him. You, di- you didn't know who was going to win, you didn't no, know if going to, oh, is he going to get out of this? And according to what they were, they were saying that on the on the DVD, uh, was the fact that when they started shooting, like a lot of the, you know, American blockbuster films, it's not actually finished being both, and Willis had no idea how to play the character, which is why when you notice at the beginning he's slightly different than what he is in the end, that's yeah, probably right good there. progress actually. But he turned around and said that he, he then started playing it as if he had no confidence in himself, and when you think about it, there's a bit where he's hiding behind like the prince and he's there going, he's panicking. He's thinking, come on, come on, John, think about it. What yeah, that stuff, I love all and that. And also the bit when you know, he's on the table and the, the, hose, the hose goes down and you think he's all right. And then you can, he's so well acting that because the panic on his face, mm. he's got to get that hose off or he's just, he's going to plummet. You know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, I mean, it is, it is, obviously, it's set at Christmas Eve, which is always the reason why we chose it as a, 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 our Christmas film. Yeah, yeah, well, it, no, your favourite Christmas film, but the... It's a wonderful life. Wonderful life, life yeah, isn't it? But it's just yeah. been done too many times to talk about that, innit? Well, we've never done it, but yeah, no, uh, it's like everyone, everyone, everyone knows about it's a wonderful Yeah, life, yeah. I mean, it, 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 it's glad. And the book is Christmas Carol, which I adore. Yeah, and, of course, Christmas Vacation. <laughs> yeah, I have to watch Christmas we Vacation. Did that last year? Yeah, I'm sure, but that is a classic yeah, Christmas that film. That was our last... Christmas was it? Was it? Yeah, yeah. So, what do you think about the other the other ones then? Well, 
we've talked about this before, haven't we? Mm. Now you don't, you're not a massive fan, are you really? I like Die Hard too. See, but I love Die Hard Revengeance, so you're not a massive fan of that. I, I, <clears throat> you know what? I've recently watched it again. Samuel Jackson's and really good, isn't it? Again, I think the reason why I don't, I'm not keen on it, is because of how good Samuel Jackson is. Yeah, yeah, Jeremy Irons is wicked, isn't it? Yeah, but it's a little bit of a, I don't know, there's too much of a connection to the first one. It turns out to be Hans Gruber's brother. Well, you're right? getting into a thing like Jaws Free, where it's the brother Shark yeah, and all that. Sort of, and again, but I think he was going over the top with the car chases and driving the tax over stuff and I think it was the first that's where everyone we're in that period then where films were so bloody big weren't they yeah, yeah. but now I still like it I, I, I like it because I, again he's funny yeah, again, and he goes really serious I own, I own Die Hard 1, 2 and Die Hard Revengeance but I don't own the other two nah, like I said I, I, well we went to see the fourth one did we the pictures did we yeah when did we get through it? Did we get through we it? We did. I, like, Which one's the full? The digital, digital, the digital oh, one. Oh, the other one with Kevin Smith? Yeah, it's like, oh, you know, like, and then there's five. I went and picked and saw that. I said, I remember putting it on for like, one now? that's when in Russia. I've that's where you get into the know. thing where his son's in it, but he still looks way too old for it. Yeah. Like I said, they should have just forgot, they should have forgot. Hold on a minute, I watched that on the plane coming back from Australia and I fell asleep. It's just not very good. It's got the really bad, bad hair. What, you know, what makes Bayard is him and the villain, doesn't he? That's the problem with two. I know I'm not a massive fan of two because mm. it's. I think it's. Forget, again, I think it it's forgettable. Set, it shouldn't have been set at Christmas time. No, they tried to do. That was the big problem with that. I think because they are doing another one. Oh. I don't know what they're going to do with it now, but they need to do something really, really different with it now. Do you think they'll ever kill him off? And if so, wouldn't that be a bit of a bleak film though? Mm. Dead. I don't know. Because it'd be like you don't want to see Indiana Jones die. Well, Indiana Jones can't die. What? Because you saw him in uh, Young Indiana Jones. Probably. That's right. So many was an old man. Right? You yeah. didn't talk about that before. Um, and he's also another. That's how it's weird, But another older guy plays him as well. So. Yeah. I just think the problem with a lot of the the films as well now is that if you're a young person, you watch that, you'd think oh, that's what's the born identity. Because that's sort of up but that's that point. Yeah, and bind that. And the thing is, it's not changed. Die Hard. I think it should be did more to his age now. Yeah, it's should they on a boat? That's what it should be. It should be no, on a cruise. No, because wasn't that... No, it's that speed, speed too, speed. <laughs> Cruise control, one. Cruise, that's no, that's yeah, not good. Um, I suppose it's a good one. It's the second one, uh, William, William Sadler, isn't it? Yeah, he's wicked. He's I like the end bit when he blowed with the uh, ejector seat. Oh. It's ridiculous. <laughs> you get into the thing of Scooby-Doo, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. So best, what's your best scene in Die Hard? My favourite scene, it's two, someone had mentioned it earlier, is one where um, he takes his shoes off in the toilet and he's got their shoes on and they realise he's got the shoe in the glass. Yeah. And every person he beats up, they've got, they've got really tiny feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And, yeah, and, and I also love, I love the end, I love the end scene. Yeah. I love that scene. And I also love the bit where he's in, uh, where the, uh, the black bloke's in the um, uh, limousine. Oh, right, yeah. And he's like, oh, reversing out. I really like him. Because yeah. I remember that was the first time. I'd, I'd saw Twinkies. Because you can't sleep in Twinkies. Yeah. They've come back out now, haven't they? I had the Twinkies. I had a Twinkies. But right, but no. Don't like it. No, not Too no, sweet. It's just sugar, isn't it? It is just sugar. But yeah, um, what about yourself? Uh, yeah, virtually the The end scene, which of course, uh, Alan, Alan Mittman was, um, the reason why he had the look on his face is because I did a countdown for him and it was countdown to five. So when I was going to release it, they let him go into. Oh! That's why I was like, fuck! That's why I look so shit scared. Yeah. He, he's letting go. It's one of the films of lines, isn't it? That's yeah, the film with this. It's yeah, full yeah. of lines. Obviously, I love the uh, now I have a machine gun. Ha-ha. I saw a yeah. sweater. Did you see it? Yeah. I, they brought out a sweater saying, now I have a machine gun. Ha-ha-ha. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah, that's neat, isn't it? Yeah, that, but, yeah but, uh, but I love that. I, I, love, I, love the, uh, I love the fighting. Uh, Bruce Willis, I say, I was a big fan of Bruce Willis when I was younger. 
Um, and it's got the, as we've talked about, it's got the best dubbing ever. You know, this is why we like it so much, really. Yeah, because they, they, they take out Yippie Kay and Mother Hubbard. And to Yippie Kay, Gimosabi. It's even worse if they hadn't gone, Gimosabi. Yeah, yeah, but I can remember thinking, yeah, because I remember it's a schooling now. That's a bit weird, isn't it? I didn't know. Well, what the, uh, <laughs> yeah, wasn't it? Oh, you thought, yeah. <laughs> it's it's not it. it. no, there's, there's a line in Dio as well, which I really do like, and I, I, I think I'm going to say it wrong, but you know, when. Um, uh, the the police the, the ass police officer on there on there and he goes I'm not the one who just got butt fucked on live TV Dwayne <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. so trivia we got some trivia go on there's a bit of trivia here so see what you think I tell you what though one thing I did notice one of the ter- you know the terrorists is on the reception desk is that a Huey Lewis is it Huey Lewis I'm only saying that because Mets <laughs> you obsessed with him man he's not in everything in the 80s well, no, I'm only saying that because I, when I was getting the uh, trying to find like um, obviously we don't put clips in anymore because we'd be there all day And but I was trying to find the trailer and he had some of like um, things that are wrong with Die Hard and the one thing you know, I had that bloke he goes uh, budget Huey Lewis he goes he just popped up he just made me laugh but all the terrorists are obsessed with candy bars the ones yeah. eating the Nutella, then he's yeah. eating the Mars bar, yeah. and it's like and, and all the all of them are really camp as well, aren't they? That's half of the one who looks like Genghis Khan. Yeah, well, I'm sure did play Genghis Khan. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ted film. But Hans Gruber's quite camp in it, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Where's well, the eighties? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hans Gruber. I like to shoot. We can talk about shoots all day. Um, okay, so special extra layer blanks were made for use in the film to add the hyper realism. Unfortunately ah. for Bruce Willis, some of these blanks were used for the scene where he kills a terrorist when he's under the table. Therefore, now cause permanent hearing loss. Ah. Uh, Nakatomi Tower is, of course, the headquarters of 20th Century Fox in real life. I'd love to get there. It'd be brilliant to get You're not allowed to have your photograph taken in front of it anymore. What? Terrorist act. Oh, that's a bastard, isn't it? Uh, the scene where Mac- when McLean falls down the shaft was a mistake by the stuntman who was supposed to grab the first vent as it was originally planned. Ah. He slips and continues to fall, but the shot was used anyway, and then he was edited together where McLean grabs the next vent down as he falls. I presume he had like a... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, just, he just fall to his death. Um, Alan Rickman had an uncontrollable habit of flinching every time he heard the gun gun noise. <laughs> so that's why when you watch it, every time he shoots, it's cut away. That's interesting. Yeah. I suppose, though, if he, he didn't even in the theatre that really... Probably didn't have gun battles on the theatre that much, did they? No. Um... Hans, oh, Hart Botcher's line, Hans Booby, yeah, yeah. Uh, was ad-libbed, hence the reason why Alan Rickman's quizzical reaction was genuine. Oh, uh, yeah, but stuff like that, man. That makes the film so good, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the scene where Bruce Willis and Alan Rickman meet up was unrehearsed and caused a great feeling of spontaneity. And they actually, the reason why they wrote that, I believe, is because of the fact that uh, Rickman could, could do a really good American accent. Ah. Uh, Bruce Willis received a then unheard of $5 million, a fee that was okay, by Fox president Rupert Murdoch. It's crazy when you think about it. It's like someone from TV. Because yeah. oh, yeah. it, it ain't happened, it ain't work that well many times actors, have they? The, the big TV stars have gone, don't really work. Here's some trivia about your favourite scene. Go on, then. When John McClane runs through the glass shards in his yeah, bare yeah, feet yeah, yeah, yeah. and Hans has his men shoot out the glass partitions in the computer room, Bruce Willis is in fact wearing special rubber shoes Ooh. designed to look like his own bare feet. Brilliant. One can in fact see this if you look closely at his feet appear to be quite large in some of the crucial bare feet scenes. Yeah, like hobbit. Hobbit feet. I didn't know that. <laughs> Ironically, Bruce Willis sneered at for being an all-American hero by the head German terrorist. He's actually more German than most of the villains. <laughs> Alan Whitman is English, Alexander Gudenov was Russian, and Bruce Willis was in fact born in West Germany to an American father and German mother. Obviously, he might, might not have been a... He might actually well be German. German, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've told you about the, um, the book. 
about it. Hans Gruber was also the name of the adversary in one of your other favourite films, Our Man Flint. Is, uh, that must be something to do with it. I used to love Our Man Flint when I was a kid. There's two of them, isn't there? There's two of them. BF, I've released two. Um, yeah, yeah, like I said, I watched them more than I watched James Bond when I was a kid, mainly because he had like a revolving number plate. And yeah. uh, when the cops would follow it, they put a false message on it. You go off the wrong way, thinking that's a bit easy, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Clint Eastwood originally owned the rights to the novel Nothing Lasts Forever, on which the film is based, and planned to star in the film in the early eighties. You can sort of see that. You can sort of see that. Yeah. Right now, then here we go. Nick Nolte was the first one to turn down the lead, and so oh. did Tom Berenger. Uh, also turned down Robert De Niro, which is ironic because Willis had just been turned down to play the Charles Grodin character in Midnight Run. Which came out the same oh, way. actually, you can. I wouldn't want to say it because Charles Grodin, so Midnight yeah. Run. I, like I said, I think it's uh, Robert De Niro's in his top five films. People talk about it. I think it's so amazing. Oh. But then to their chemistry in that. But you can imagine Bruce Willis doing. Oh, you can do. You yeah, really yeah. can. Yeah. Here's a list of people also considered what for the role: Don Johnson, mm-hmm. Richard Dean Anderson. Oh yeah, well, yeah I suppose. Charles Bronson. I think I said Charles Audrey then. <laughs> Charles, Charles Audrey. Michael Madsen. Richard Gere. Oh, but you know. Oh. Sylvester Stallone. No. Yeah, yeah no, nah, it's the wrong kind of person. Schwarzenegger, who was one of the first choices because it was to do with Commando. Mel Gibson. Sugar tits. I know that, you know. <laughs> I suppose you had, yeah, you know, he went on and did Lethal Weapon. Did, or exactly. Lethal well, Lethal Weapon was 87, wasn't it? Yeah, so, so. I love it. Weapon. And Harrison Ford. Yeah. Mm. You Sam- can sort of imagine all them people, but... I think if they would have done it, it probably would have been a normal film. I think the only one closer to, to how Willis portrayed it probably would have been Gibson. Yeah, yeah. I think really. Because, oh, yeah, you're probably right. Because Maybe. I think... Yeah, because I think you forget now what a, what a different kind of character Briggs was in mean, Lethal Weapon. Oh, yeah, especially in the first film. So, you know, yeah, forget all the others. Are we going to do Lethal Weapon? We've got to do, mainly, because we, are, we that's remember that's our time. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sam Neill turned down the role of Hans Gruber, which is bad. Uh, that's a brother thing. Uh, it's a foot. 18 minutes of film go by until there's a gunshot. That's pretty amazing, really, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, da, 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 I told you about a thing. Uh, Bruce Willis and Demi Moore got married during the filming of it. Little Richard apparently presided over the ceremony. And Ali Sheedy was a bridesmaid. That's oh, funny. Talk a little Richard. <laughs> what? Little Richard on that thing where he was on that Rick Mao thing, weren't he? Oh, yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's a bit of Playboy information for you. I thought you might be interested in this. Oh, Playboy, yeah. It's all the centrefold that John McClane sees and ultimately uses as a point of reference while navigating his way from the elevator shaft to the air vent is that of Playboy playmate Pamela Stein. Uh, that was in November 87. Another playmate, Playboy playmate, in May 1982 was Kim Malin. And she has a small role in the picture is the hostage who was originally discovered by the terrorists having sex with another party goer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, a third, July 1988 playmate of the month, Terry Lynn Doss, plays the woman at the airport who runs past McLean to hug another arriving passenger. You can see what oh, they're doing on there. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, wonder, I, wonder, hmm, I wonder how they got on there. Uh, and, and they said the casting couch disappeared. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Hart Bochner, who plays Harry Ellis, Booby, yeah. uh, is the son of actor Lloyd Bochner, who co-starred with Frank Sinatra, in The Detective, which of course was based on the author... Of That's man, I'm going to really read that book now. I'm going to have to have a look at it later, see if I can get yeah. um, I do believe, though, that um, Bruce Willis's first film also had Frank Sinatra in. His debut film. Might have to check that out. Uh, last two. In this film, you can see that John McClane has a tattoo, but in all the other films, he doesn't have one. What was that then? Don't know. 
And uh, <laughs> when Powell circles the Nakatomi parking lot, McLean looks on saying, who's driving this car, Stevie Wonder? As Argyle waits in the limo parked in the garage, Skellington's by Stevie Wonder. He's playing on the uh, stereo. But no, oh, you never know that until you bloody said it. Now, you quite like Argyle, don't you? Yeah, I do, I do, I do. I have something for you on here if I can find it. Okay, Argyle is played by Devoreau White, right? Plays a limo driver. He's also the young youth who tries to, tries to steal the guitar in Ray's music exchange in the Blues Brothers. Breaks my heart to see a young lad go so bad. Oh, yeah. Bloody hell, I didn't think, you know, I'm not a massive fan of it, but as soon as you said it, I meant picture that scene. Yeah. That's pretty amazing, isn't it? Also, here's something for you. In the beginning of the film, you see Hans get out of the big mm. lobby, all his mates, the van over there. Later on, the ambulance pulls out of it. How did that happen? Mm. Where did the ambulance come from? Yeah, continuity in the... Uh, I know why. Yeah. It's like the classic thing. Because it won't go. <laughs> uh, it's like the classic thing in Taken, though, isn't it? You know when he kills all the people at the end? Yeah. Who's driving the boat? Mm. Oh, yeah, who's driving the boat? Oh, that's that thing, isn't it? It's well known. Who's driving the boat? You know, just left him up there. <laughs> He's moving again. It's a bit loud down there, isn't it? Not, I've only seen one from Taken film. I don't want to see any of them. No, because I've heard enough really, Have you saw the trailer for the third one? No. Yeah, because he gets taken in this one. <laughs> no, we're going to get him back. That's what it's about. So he's just on his own. Well, no, he gets kind of, I think other people trying to get him back. I don't know if he's in it loads. But I love the first one. It's a perfect little film. What's your favourite Bruce Willis film? Mm. Is it Die Hard? I think it might be Die Hard. Uh, yeah, I love Looper. Have you watched it? I have seen Looper. With, uh, what's his name? Yeah. Batman. To be. Yeah, he's good. Uh, uh, you know, that is what Bruce Willis should be doing. Them roles is what he should be doing. Mm. For some reason... John Con- Gordon-Levitt? Yeah, uh, yeah, because he's really good, isn't he? He's, he's really good. Uh, yeah, you're right. He's, he's, the, he's, the, he's the decent child of all. Yeah. <laughs> do you think it's going to happen? It's going to be, they're going to do that with him being... I don't know. I, I think I think DC's really got to watch it. I think because they... I, I think yeah. um, this, this Batman versus Superman, which, you know, I like Affleck. I've got no problem with that. And I, I like um, Henry Cavill as... as um, isn't he in um, Bamford Uncle? Coming soon. That looks nice. Yeah. Um, I, you know what? I, I'm, I, I don't know. They got away. If this film tanks, and if they keep, oh, a lot, I tell you what, it's a lot of money as well. To, and they've not learned the lesson from too many cooks by the broth. You put too many people in it. Mm. Wonder Woman. I'm not being funny. No one's gonna. I know people going. Oh, it's really massive. <sighs> not in the same I level as I, Batman. Is. I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing what, what they do with Wonder Woman because it's about time we had a really decent superhero who I see really heavily. Nice They're gonna try. Is it gonna spin her off on her own? I don't think so because they haven't really. Scarlett Johansson's character in the Avengers is good for the Avengers, right? But it's not worthy of a film. Is that? And she's great, and the character's great, and she does a good job. Wonder Woman, you know, you need. A, I think there isn't. When was the last good female role for? I mean, a heroine or something like that. Uh, yeah, and not 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 yet. Not Scarlett Johansson in uh, Avengers. Because That's what I say now. That character is just look at in Scarlett Johansson, which we're going to complain about. But if you're a little girl, you need more you need than more having a woman with a rubber. With a nice arm. She had to have a bloody cat, rubber cat suit, didn't she? They can't put her in anything else. Well, she is in that in the, in the, in the comics, to be fair. But, you know. Yeah, but yeah. What's my favourite Bruce Willis film? Yeah, it's quite. It, it's, there's so many of them. See, I like Fifth Element. Yeah, it's a great film. It, it is a great film. No, I know what it is. It's the one. Oh, God, you know. He, um, that's terrible. I can't remember the name. The one where he plays, it's like a cowboy film, but he's... Uh, yeah, I know, it's amazing, it's the um, remake of Yojimbo, isn't yeah. it? It's, uh, 
Last Man Standing. Last Man Standing. It's an amazing film. Beautiful film. It, it's really brutal as well. It is, yeah. He's really good. Well, it? he's the kind of actor. The less he speaks, the better he is. Mm. Do you find that? Mm. I really do. I think I like him. Nothing. Witty line. Nothing. Witty line. Not babbling on because he doesn't suit him. No. Worst film? Look who's talking. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's pretty bad. I actually like Blind Date. I was going to say Blind Date. I like Blind Date. Yeah. Because yeah, uh, I was watching the other day. You know, I've got Secret of My Success, which I love. Uh, we watched Splash the other day. You know, you forget how young Tom Hanks is in that. Yeah, yeah. 987. It's a funny film to watch. Well, it was I was on TV. Well, I was into Mermaids. Yeah, there you go. And Daryl Hannah's got quite nice. Yeah, yeah. And she's going to have a Neil Young now. Daryl Hannah's going to have a Oh, mm-hmm. she's in the 60s, though. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. And she was good in Kill Bill. She was amazing in Kill Bill. Really good in Kill Bill. Very good. Mm. Anyway, uh, so that's our talk about Die Hard. Uh, usual bump's going to come to Kel what we did in January. Oh, that's good. You know, <laughs> this was a brilliant idea. We are doing one of my favourite films, Enter the Dragon, because mm. we haven't done a Kung Fu film. And this has got to have some funky samples in it. It's got to have some funky samples I've in got, it. I've got, I've got to sort oh. that CD. I've got to, you, you bought it now, haven't you? Yeah, I've got the film, yeah. I've got the film. Is it, what, I've got the uncut version. What version? <laughs> it says uncut on it, um, but... It's really hard to get the super, super uncut one. I suppose you might have to get the, the Chinese version or something like that. But I've got the, the uncut one. But it's only nunchakers that's the super, super one. But you were saying it's game, not, is it? No, no, it's Game of Death which has got the, the nunchaker thing. Have you seen that thing on YouTube where he's playing uh, uh, table tennis but with nunchakers? No. Oh, man, he's brilliant. I would have to look at that. But if you'd watch, though, the guy who's playing him is obviously another martial artist because the fact he, he's actually planting the ball so that he can get it because obviously he'd be like slamming it wouldn't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. but oh it's so good it's black and white grainy footage but he's really good yeah Bruce Lee was like I said he's a bit forgotten about now isn't he a bit forgotten I about so, yeah. and you know Into the Dragon he's a proper bona fide classic and I don't think I've ever saw a better martial arts film I still don't you know what I was talking about I was talking, about, I was talking to this man with my corky last night and um, that's, he's not out of uh, uh, only falls nothing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so cool, man. But um, and we're saying that. Uh, do you remember Bloodsport? Yeah, Jacques yeah, Claude yeah, Van Damme yeah. played Frank Dukes. It's actually a bad, not a bad film. It's, it's based on true story. That it's all the other stuff that he, yeah, yeah. That he did with, with pants. But yeah, so I always remember that no apparent reason film. And I think there's a joke about it in probably like Simpsons where. What is it with, uh, with Jean-Claude? Every film he has to have where he's got his legs astride on the Oh, yeah, works, obviously, works, yeah, with his ball, yeah, with his, like, fucking ball bag dropping. It's like, I'm sure that was it. I don't care how hard you are, you're in a vulnerable position there. Because <laughs> yeah, how yeah, you yeah. get off that? If someone comes with a rolling pin and smacks you in the Yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter how much fucking training you're back from a Tibetan yeah. monk. It's going to hurt, isn't it's it? It's going to hurt, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, that's it. We'll see you next month for Enter the Dragon. Merry Christmas. And a Happy New Year. Do you experience bouts of geekdom? If so, Anomaly may be right for you. In clinical studies, Anomaly's convention reports, cosplay topics, and commentary on Star Wars, Doctor Who, Star Trek, and other sci-fi fantasy genres provided a feeling of fullness while promoting optimal geekiness. Anomaly is available over-the-counter at Stitcher and in the iTunes, Zune, and BlackBerry stores. Learn more at AnomalyPodcast.com. That's A-N-O-M-A-L-Y podcast. Anomaly, your prescription for geek entertainment. If you would like to voice your opinions in written or vocal form, then please do email the lads at waffleonpodcast at gmail.com and await your views to be aired and then royally torn apart or praised. If you stalk the internet and hide in such social networks as Facebook, then why not join the group page? It's easy to do. Just type Waffle On Podcast in the search bar, 
Find the page and join. This has been a Waffle On production. Copyright Simon Meddings and Mark C. Kelly. Remember when we first met John McClain? Argyle picked him up from the plane and took him down the Nakatomi Tower to meet with Holly. He came to get her back and to be her man, but Hans and his buddies fucked up the plan, and that's about when everything went sour at the Christmas party. And the terrorists were overzealous, but they were sweet when they killed Alice. And with a little help from Alan, John McClane kicked ass. We're gonna die. Seeing you.